Welcome to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. This podcast tackles the hottest topics for the European accountancy profession. Get your need-to-know update from Brussels. Welcome back. Last time, we talked about corporate sustainability reporting standards, which, if successfully implemented, could help us achieve global climate goals. But those only touch on the private sector. There's a major part of the economy that is excluded from this debate, namely governments or the public sector. In some EU countries, the public sector spends up to 60% of GDP. Governments are responsible for being transparent on how tax revenue is spent but they do not have the same constraints as companies when it comes to financial reporting. They often make their own decisions on how to report things at a national level, which are somewhat aligned to global standards, but it is nowhere near as clear-cut as for companies. If financial reporting is less mature in the public sector, then you can imagine non-financial or sustainability reporting is even further behind. So that's what we're looking at today. If governments are obliged to do sustainability reporting, what kind of difference could that make? And how can we go about putting the wheels in motion for this? To look into these questions, I'm happy to have Paul Gisby, Senior Manager and my colleague at Accountancy Europe. Paul has been leading our public sector work for the last eight years. He has worked to show how public sector accountants are making a difference and encouraging governments to go even further towards sustainable activities. Paul, can you please introduce yourself? Thank you, Andrea. I qualified as a chartered accountant and worked for many years in the north of England, an area I'm not originally from, but which quickly became my home. I spent 13 years as a partner in a firm based in Manchester that dealt solely with SMEs. I was basically a general practitioner. I had a speciality in giving tax advice, but also we gave a lot of business advice and financial services advice, for example. I decided on a life change. Uh, I moved to Brussels en route to Laos and and I'm still here. But I spent 18 months trying to persuade prospective employers that they needed an old guy who couldn't speak any of the national languages. Finally, Accountancy Europe took pity on me and employed me. I still act as a general practitioner at Accountancy Europe in effect. I have worked on public sector accounting issues since I joined eight years ago, and I'm a a member of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board Consultative Advisory Group, the CAG. I also lead Accountancy Europe's tax work. I'm involved with our SME strategy, and I'm sometimes involved in sustainability reporting and general financial reporting matters as well. So that's many hats indeed, and I think it also contextualizes and allows you to have a bit more of a nuanced approach to what's going on in the public sector. To begin our discussion, I gave a short, very broad introduction to the topic, but why don't you flesh it out? Uh, What's going on in the public sector in regards to sustainability reporting? Well, in my opinion, not enough. From our point of view, public sector involvement and sustainability is multifaceted. You have its own activities, for example. Now, this is one area that I do think more work needs to be done on because there's still relatively little data in respect of how much of, for example, greenhouse gas emissions is taken up by public sector activities as opposed to private sector activities. The public sector also sets policy. So the public sector in many countries is responsible for uh, many of the key emitting sectors, either by setting regulations or policy, or 
by directly owning stakes in such areas as transport, power generation, waste disposal, water supply, extractive industries, and construction and infrastructure, and maybe even farming. So there is this aspect as well. And for example, many countries have state-owned national carriers, or at least a stake in state-owned national carriers in airlines. And these are obviously a source of carbon emissions. Finally, they can raise levies uh, through taxes or similar uh, activities, or provide incentives for greening activities and for reducing carbon emissions. So there's this, this multifaceted approach the public sector can have in, in reducing emissions in particular. We see that a lot where the public sector is not indicated in this debate. A lot of times we just hear the, this uh, very elaborate discussion around the, the private sector, but it's very interesting how you highlight where the public sector has its fingers in every pie and if they really were to mobilize and to make that shift, the difference that they could make. But let's bring this back to accountants. How are accountants involved in the public sector sustainability debate? Accountants are involved with figures. And there is this old maxim that if you can't measure something, you can't improve on it. So accountants can help in many ways in respect of this. But we can help develop the systems and controls for obtaining the necessary information for ESG reports. We can help set targets for emissions reductions. We can collect the NFI data. We can help prepare the NFI elements of annual reports and, very importantly, ensure the proper linkage to the relevant financial information and to the management commentary as well. We can provide assurance on these NFI disclosures. We can test the systems and we can test controls in place covering the acquisition and dissemination of this non-financial information. We can also, as accountants, provide advice on introducing effective green taxation We can provide advice on the effectiveness and cost of subsidies to promote green behaviour. So you can see this way, accountants have the potential for assisting greatly in this question. In your answer, you talked about financial reporting and non-financial reporting. It seems that these must affect each other somehow and can't be considered in isolation. So why is it so important to have financial and non-financial or sustainability reports side by side? they probably shouldn't be side by side, but actually even more integrated than that. And this is something that that we've covered on the private sector in respect of our um, Future of Corporate Reporting paper, which was probably five or six years old in its first iteration, but actually stresses that you can't consider this information in isolation. Fundamentally, any non-financial information will have an impact, or certainly most of it covering environmental, social and government issues, may well have an impact directly on financial statements. So so there needs to be this interlinkage, but we still have a situation in the public sector where there is perhaps not as much adoption of solid principles-based financial reporting standards as, as we've seen from many years of development in the private sector. So the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board, the IPSAS-B, have been instrumental in pushing forward high-quality public sector-focused international accounting standards. And this is started to gain traction now. There are, there are concerns from national governments about using standards produced by what is perceived to be a private sector organisation, but more and more governments are starting to use the the standards. And we would like to see a similar sort of move with the NFI standards, the non-financial information standards. 
there is a move towards global standards in this respect. The public sector doesn't really have any such standards at a global level. But I think certainly we, we need a comparable set of standards for the public sector because you can't always view countries' performance in isolation nowadays. I mean, you have international bond markets and more and more uh, movement towards green bonds in the private sector, for instance. So we could see a similar thing in the public sector. And there needs to be some comparable basis for actually for preparing non-financial information that allows you to determine whether bonds are green bonds, for instance. So although the IPSSB has done sterling work in developing international financial reporting framework for the public sector and promoting it, we don't see that yet in respect of sustainability standards, for instance. How does the discussion about sustainability reporting standards in the private sector as being looked into by the EU and IFRS, which we spoke about in our in our last episode, does this development of standards, does this tend to push uh, the public sector to also develop their own standards? Do you think if these standards come to fruition as viable options for the, the private sector, that the public sector might be inclined to adopt them or adapt them with an idea um, to later adoption? How do those two debates, which seem also to be interconnected. Do they affect each other? Are they at all uh, circling each other? How, how do they come together? This is certainly something that we're seeing more traction with nowadays. So I think one of the problems with developing an international uh, acceptable set of standards for the public sector in respect of NFI reporting was there wasn't one for the private sector. We had many, many different sets of uh, standard setters some of which covered general ESG issues, and some of which were much more specific to, say, greenhouse gas emissions. Now, obviously, with the latest news we've heard about the International Sustainability Standards Board, it looks as though the number of private sector standard setters is reducing, so there's more chance of, a, of an internationally accepted global standard. And it would obviously make sense for the public sector to join in with this international standard setting process. Fundamentally, you don't really want a separate set of standards for the public sector and the private sector. Many of the issues are shared by both, both sectors. And as I said, indeed, there are many private companies where well, ostensibly private companies where the public sector may have a stake or the public sector may effectively run businesses almost as a private company within the public sector. So the standards should be comparable. And the IPSSB has recognised this and they are working with the IWSB or will be working with the IWSB to highlight to them public sector specific issues in respect of sustainability and greenhouse gas emission standards, for example. Just to remind the audience that ISSB is the body within IFRS who is looking into the sustainability reporting standards. The EU and the global discussion should have these interlinkages. And it's interesting to hear again that this interlinkage should go even further to incorporate the public sector and the IPSSB as well, potentially. As I said, a single set of standards would be ideal, ones that cover private and public sector. A tiny minority of public sector 
entities that actually report under, for instance, the Global Reporting Initiative standards. I think it's about 1.8% of governmental organisations, apparently. Generally speaking, with Accountancy Europe, we would prefer international standards to locally regional standards and certainly to national standards because ideally you don't want comparable organisations reporting under different standards. I know in our green recovery campaign, change for the public sector is one of the pillars. Can you tell me more about what we're asking for there? We have had an event during the year in which we, we discussed what aspects the public sector can play in general sustainability issues and also in respect of non-financial reporting for the public sector. We also respond to consultations as relevant, and in particular the IPSASB's paper on natural resources, which will cover things like water resources and subsoil resources, for instance. We covered some of these issues in our May 2020 coronavirus long-term actions paper. I mean, what we have seen is still, well, basically from 2008, and certainly during the coronavirus crisis, we still see a lot of public subsidies, public sector subsidies being given to private sector companies in polluting industries, in greenhouse gas emitting, emitting industries. And you know, the OECD has, has shown that half of subsidies that went to private sector energy companies during the coronavirus crisis, the early part of it, actually went to polluting fossil fuel side rather than renewable energies. And this is quite common in the public sector. Many, many subsidies go to the old-fashioned extractive industry side of, of energy generation and not the renewable. So I definitely think this is something that should be looked into. And as I said, we have also undertaken work on the tax side of things in respect of the European Union's proposals to change the energy tax directive and the carbon border adjustment mechanism, for example. This is certainly an area that we recognise as being important within Accountancy Europe. We are still planning the work we're going to do on this. So please keep an eye on our website to keep yourself updated to our upcoming activities in this area. As the pandemic was just beginning and people were beginning to furlough staff and government programs were rapidly put in place to avoid mass unemployment, my big question was how many businesses would take the pandemic as an opportunity to make supply chains sustainable. As we see, many businesses are trying to wait out the pandemic and then they can go back to fully business as usual. So it's interesting to see how this tension still is there and governments are in some ways propping it up with the investment in polluting industries. So I'm very curious to see how this will evolve, especially into 2022, where we can hope that some kind of recovery from the pandemic will be more visible. But what's next? What's on the horizon here? Well, specifically, we're working on a consultation that the IPSASB published in respect of their midterm review of their five-year plan and work strategy. That will be published just after the end of November, as that's the due date for it. And in that, we will cover the importance of the public sector being involved in standard setting for NFI reporting in respect of things like carbon emissions, especially. So keep an eye out for that. And as I said, there is a there is a consultation which we expect in quarter one next year in respect of natural resources. And I think this is probably the first 
really on point consultation where we will discuss the issue of the interlinkage of financial and non-financial information and in respect to public sector standard setting anyway because it, it is obviously a topic that directly impacts or could directly impact on carbon emissions but also you have issues in respect of water rights for instance and water pollution we are seeing more and more push for the IPSASB to to be involved in sustainability reporting in uh, non-financial information reporting. In what you've said, it seems that the public sector debate is focusing heavily on environmental from the ESG. Is there any work on kind of the social or the governance sides? In respect of governance, there's there's another aspect of sustainability which is interesting from the public sector actually, and it's the sustainability of public finances. And this is something that the, the IPSASB has already produced a guidance paper on. How sustainable are your public finances from the point of view of being able to fund your expenditure? So it's fiscal sustainability rather than environmental sustainability. But I think the current urgency is considered to be the climate change issue. So this is something that I think very much people realise that they really have to focus on. Is there anything we didn't cover, anything that you would like to add from this discussion today? I think I I would just like to stress certain points that, in my opinion, the public sector should look at quite closely. The first of these, I think the government should consider separating out public sector greenhouse gas emissions from those of the private sector in their statistics, for instance. This would help improve transparency of the public sector's roles in producing emissions and ultimately helping setting targets to reduce those emissions and being able to measure the performance over over the coming years. I also would stress that governments need to have joined up thinking to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and pollution. So what you don't want is one department issuing subsidies to greenhouse gas intensive industries, whilst another department promotes sustainability projects. So then the public sector has a great integrated role to play in this. So it probably needs this integrated approach when dealing with this. And you know, there's also the, the idea that perhaps if you look at an integrated tax policy, for instance, which integrates pollution taxes into the overall tax scheme, perhaps it's possible to reduce taxes in other areas, such as employment taxes, to help promote employment. And as I would just stress, the, the, the desirability and the advantages of having a single international sustainability uh, reporting standard covering both the private sector and the public sector in preference to a regional one, which would still be better than having a multiplicity of different national standards as well. Can we direct our audience to any resources, anything specific that you'd like them to learn more about or if they want to to take this discussion a little bit in more depth, what, what can we direct them to? We have this paper from May 2020 where we do cover broader long-term messages for the public sector. We also actually on the tax side of things, and this demonstrates the interrelation between all the different areas in respect to this, we actually had a paper on long-term tax policy changes for sustainable recovery, which was April this year, where it does deal with things like the impact of carbon taxes and the desirability of those and whether they could be used to to, to change behaviour. And really just to, to keep an eye on our website in respect of uh, upcoming work on this area, which we are still uh, still developing at this point.
I would also add the fact that the full video of the event we ran this June on public sector and sustainability is also available on our website, and we'll make that and all of the other resources that uh, Paul just mentioned available in the show notes for anyone who's looking to learn more. So, Paul, thank you very much for your time. It was great speaking with you, and it, it's intriguing to think about where this debate might go. So, thank you. Thank you very much, Andrea. Uh, thank you all for listening. The small housekeeping from my end, just to let the audience know that this will be my last episode of the podcast. I've had a great time kicking this off, and I very much hope to see it grow from strength to strength from now. Stay tuned because I'm sure there will be new exciting things to come. Thanks for listening to Because People Count the Accountancy Europe podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcasting apps. Get in touch. We are at AccountancyEU on Twitter, and you can contact me at Andrea at AccountancyEurope.eu. This podcast is presented and edited by Andrea Campbell with support from Nina Schopfer. Our music is Fearless First by Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons license. See you next time, because people count.